Hey, man. What's up? Hey, I think I found a place for you to do your renewal. Is that so? Yeah. And I mean, it is kind of important because there are a lot of different places out there and you want to make sure you're doing business with the right place from the start. Uh-huh. You are right. That definitely is important. Bloomdoctors.com, I think, belongs on the top of the list here. Okay, I'll bite. What puts Bloom Doctors at the top of your list? Check out this rate card. They handle new referrals and renewals, so you can go to their site and knock everything out, whether you're a new patient or you just need to re-up. They're full service, too. Wait, what do you mean full service? Are they going to fill my gas tank or something? No, that basically means they help you with all the paperwork on top of getting the referral itself done. Like they help you make sure the photo you submit is all compliant oh. with the OMMA, and their rates are super reasonable on top of that. Yeah, I'm just seeing that now, actually. 75 bucks for a new patient evaluation, 50 for a renewal, oh, and only 25 bucks for that full service thing. And they waive that fee for veterans. Holy crap, man. That's amazing. If you're in the Edmond area on the third Thursday of the month, they even do a monthly drive event kind of thing at Ancient Remedies. You know, now that you mentioned that, I have seen them there. On the card here, it says you can also go to bloomdoctors.com. And that's anytime, not just on Thursdays. All right. Well, you know what, Evan? Hey, what's up? You have sold me. Bloom Doctors definitely sounds like an amazing service for a great deal. And you know I have a soft spot for veteran-friendly services. And I haven't even told you about the fast turnarounds and efficient processing to make sure you get your dude, card. Dude, 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 dude. I can't believe there's more, but you've already sold me. There's just one small problem. Oh, no. What's that? I told you. I renewed my card a month ago. Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I would have loved to use Bloom Doctors. That's right. It's a stealth ad. This episode brought to you by Bloom Doctors. Use code TERPBRO1. That's T-E-R-P-B-R-O and the number one at checkout for an additional $10 off your renewal or referral today at bloomdoctors.com. Today, we're here with an episode you've all been asking about for a while now, information on my grow as well as Blake's Pineapple Express grow from about a year ago now. And well, my stuff is like, yeah, my info is coming from the old brain and not having, you know, it's a year old information. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It might be Uh, a little uh, spotty is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to check it with your your up-to-date stuff, see if anything's changed or if uh, my memory just blows. I've got some hard data and I've been waiting for like a week for the chance to talk about these fucking plants, man. This is going to, this is going to be fun. Oh yeah. You've been chomping at the bit ever since that, uh, <laughs> that sour garlic cookie came down. Yeah. Oh, I'm high on that right now. Well, uh, well, we always start with uh, what we're smoking and I just heard a right. lighter in the background. So oh, that, that was me <laughs> this week. I can be sure that you're smoking something. Mm-hmm. What are you smoking on bud? I have got a few things as always. Uh, this week I went over to Werewolf Farms, which is located on uh, Lee Boulevard here in Lawton. I will confirm that before the end of the episode. I think it's Lee. Yeah, it's Lee or Sheridan. One of those roads is Werewolf Farms. It's over by the Walmart there. <laughs> and I have got two things, some vanilla kush and mm-hmm. some Durban poison. And on top of that, I have a couple edibles from Dankland Delights, the gummies that I've been chasing after for a minute. I see. I've never heard of uh, those edibles because I'm not the edible boy, but uh, I do know that Durban Poison currently sits as your good shit list topper on strains. Right. So have you had that yet or are you still sitting on it? 
Uh, I, I did chip at it just very lightly. I wanted to save it for the, the podcast. So I didn't smoke into too much of it because uh-huh. I wanted to give a full, full look at it. Um, yeah. the viewers have, you know, it, the viewers, I just called them. The listeners have indicated they like it when we talk about the weed. And now we are equipped to talk about the weed a little bit. Um, popping it open. I've got the loop here. And the first thing I noticed, this Durban poison is running at, you know, 29%, which think what you want about tests. But if that figure is accurate, it's maybe a little high for a sativa. Uh-huh. Um, not even being critical, just something I noticed at first, but like the, the, the looking at the crystals through the loop, they seem to be like the appropriate ratio of Amber to, to, to clear and cloudy and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm going to actually spark it up here. I just got a joint. I rolled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while you're smoking that, I would like yeah. to take this time to, uh, put out a correction, <coughs> uh, an earlier episode. Yes. Uh, the Oklahoma Kush Collective, uh, they were the growers of the machine you heard a couple episodes back. And I had reported that, um, that, uh, Joe from Joser cabinet told me that about bud rot and said that it was expected, man, I was talking to Joe about a lot of growers that could have been, a. uh, uh misremembering or whatever but oklahoma kush collective they wanted to let me know that they never said that was expected that was to be expected and they they didn't want anyone to think they've got rotten butt or anything um they said that was the only rot they've ever found in their product so i just wanted to clear the air in uh for that i don't want any misinformation out there and if you listen to that episode you know the machine knocked me off right ass that was some good stuff and it was a sun grow so i just want to throw that correction out there and that's a very solid thing of you to do, Blake. That was, uh, we, of course, here on the podcast, we try to try to stay positive. And if we misspeak on anything or get anything wrong, you can always let us know. Like we, we don't, we try not to have an ego about this shit. Oh so, yeah, no, we're just here to let the listeners know where the good weed's at and okay. Kush collective grows some good weed. Yes. And on the topic of weed, this Durban poison, it tastes like lemons and it's fucking really good. So it's, uh, any, any effects that hit you immediately? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling that head rush and like my, I feel my talk speeding up a little bit. I'm having to consciously slow myself down, making me a little, <clears throat> making my throat a little rumbly. It sounds like I got a vocal fry, but yeah, it feels like a pretty solid sativa buzz thus far. I'm looking forward to smoking more of the joint. Oh, nice. Nice. Now, do you want me to go into the Dankland Delights or do you have something you're puffing on first? Oh man, uh, I'm <coughs> puffing on something, but go ahead. Cause I'm getting caught up right now. <laughs> right on. Well, this Dankland Delights is one of the ones that like, it wasn't quite on my list, but it was one I'd seen on the internet before and always kind of thought, well, maybe, which is, I guess, the definition of a list. But um, <laughs> there's this really cool image that they have on their website of like a bunch of their gummies. They're weed leaf shaped and they all look really cool. And that's what made me want to try them. Uh-huh. So, today, it's like me with names of strains. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like <laughs> if you put a little work into like the presentation of your edible, I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I got some, they, they, they look just like the image. They're very pretty. They look like little weed leaves. They taste good. And I've noticed like, I've been taking some hard ass hitting edibles the last few days. Cause they've just been shit I've made out of my home grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, even then I popped one of these little 50 milligram weed leaves and it's got me feeling good and loose. Like this is a good gummy. Nice. Uh, so you took the one, the whole 150 or are you, you ripping her up? Oh, oh, it's a, it's a, I should have clarified. It's a package of four weed leaf gummies. Each are 50 milligrams a piece. Oh, okay. Okay. So I didn't know if it stacked up to the Zen 150. Cause I know you usually oh. rip that up, you know? Right. And yeah, I do usually, that would have been, I mean, this is equivalent with the 75 milligram Zen dose I would usually take. So yeah, like mm-hmm. this is something I would definitely buy if I was out or if I was out of my homemade ones, it's good. 
Yeah, not not to harp on Zen too much, but uh, did you see they had some new flavors drop? <clears throat> I saw, yeah, they had the hybrids going to be in like a strawberry now, I believe. And then they've got like a green apple or something. Is that right? Yeah. Now, before you uh, harvested and made your own gummies with your own grow, you I, I feel like you would have been much more excited. Yes, I would have been way into that, dude. It's been kind of a uh, an unexpectedly sudden breakup with the Zen gummy. Um, is it? Oh, man, that's it's kind of sad to hear. It is. And I'll, you know, I'll still get one from time to time, but goddamn, these, these homemade ones are just too good. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so economical to right. grow and then make your own. Yeah. Holy crap, man. Even just smoking the bud, it's economical to grow your own. Those of you, those of you at home uh, with your patient license and that, you know, you live in an area where you can, cause uh, you can't, you know, there's further rules if you're a renter and stuff like that. But uh, if, if you can, you should totally try to grow. It's, it's very rewarding smoking your own stash. It's almost a subset of weed itself. And that before you get into weed, you look at the weed people and you're like, Jesus Christ, these people really fucking harp on weed, don't they? A cannabis rather. (laughs) Um, And then you get into it and you start calling weed cannabis and doing all the right things. And then you look at the people who grow their own and are always saying, grow your own. It's so much better and saying, Jesus Christ, these people really talk about growing their own a lot, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. (laughs) But then you grow your own. (laughs) You grow your own, they're like, fuck, they're right. It's so cheap and it's good. And now I must tell you about it. <laughs> now I must spread the word, spread the gospel. And then you, you know, people like me who grow their own, it was amazing. And then they immediately move into a place where they can't grow anymore. And it's like, I just sit oh, around man. and wait for a year. <laughs> man, I respect your, uh, I respect your respect of the rules. Cause I would at least be doing like a can of bonsai or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could try to get away with a discreet micro grow, but it's just not worth the hassle to me because right. uh, there are dispensaries everywhere. And I happen to know of a few good ones, mm-hmm. you know, so I check hey. them out. And, mm-hmm. I you can't might wait even to say you're them. a Gosh, dang, I can't wait. You could even say you're a subject matter expert on the topic of good dispensaries. Uh, well, I'm trying to be. So that's where the listeners come in. You can right. uh, uh, come into the Instagram at Smokinokies Pod. Come to the website, smokinokiespod.com and smokinokiespod.com slash blog, where we have recipes and a lot of other fun stuff. Uh, we're also, we also have uh, a subreddit now. Holy yes. crap. So the subreddit name. It is. I got the, I got the truncated name, reddit.com slash r slash smokinokies. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. And we're active on Discord. Go to the website. We got links to everything, man. Everything. And uh, we need you to come in. Uh, I forget what I was going to ask you. What were we talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, if you want to talk about the Reddit for a minute, it's a real brief mm-hmm. tour. And maybe we can uh, drive some engagement here. Well, I mean, I was about like the call to action was let in by uh, I had something I was going to ask for some ideas oh. or opinions. And I forget what it was now. <laughs> so I guess my stuff is working <laughs> when I'm smoking. <laughs> Which I haven't uh, got you, into yet. Uh, yeah, go for the Reddit real quick, and then we'll get into what I'm yeah. smoking. Yes, because I'm interested to hear about this. I know the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Reddit, the, you can come join it. If you have a Reddit account, you know how to join it. Super easy. We've only got like five members. The whole point is for you all to be able to put up pictures of your grow and talk about weed and talk about dispensaries and do it in a way that's maybe a little more loose and open and fun than other subreddits on the topic. So come check it out if you'd like. We're there. We'll hang out and have fun. Yeah, and Evan is especially uh, active on Reddit. I yeah. I can barely navigate the site, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be in there when I can. You know, when I can figure it out. 
Oh man, you're gonna have to like use like the mod dashboard because of course you have mod powers in the subreddit. Oh, oh no. Will this power corrupt? <laughs> Will the power corrupt? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So anyway, to what I'm smoking. <laughs> yes. Some OG Kush. Uh, I want to say it was grown by Friday Farms, but I don't remember and I didn't take a picture and it's not on the bag. So that's a legit ass farm name. If so, I hope yeah. it's in reference to the movie. Yeah, I, I I didn't even make that connection until now. Holy fuck. Anyway, uh, yeah, this was a this was a sleeper. This yeah. is a sleeper. I had been complaining about this for a couple of days. Yes. And um, I guess my tolerance was pretty high at that point, I guess, because I have been hanging out with uh, with a new friend and and who also smokes. So I've been smoking a bit more and uh, perhaps my tolerance is up because I was doing some dabs and whatnot. But um, anyway, I was a little I was a, a little let down by it right. and it was and it was snapping and popping when I was smoking it. So I thought it was seedy, but uh, I haven't found a seed. Right. Um, oh, I thought, see that from what I heard, it sounded yeah. like you had a lot. I haven't found a seed, but I, they're either like little dry buds or maybe uh, they're, they're immature seeds. Like it was starting right. a seed or something. I don't know, but it does have the snap crackle pop when you, uh, but anyway, I was ready to write it off as swag, you right. know? And then this morning I was like, fuck it. I'm going to come in, you know, first <laughs> weed of the day, first of the day, uh, fresh tolerance. And I was like, screw it. One GC. I'm going right. to pack a, uh, and I weighed out, I think it was like 1.3 grams or whatever. Mm. And I uh, ground it up and I set the timer as usual, yeah. uh, just to see how long it takes. Of course, as you uh-huh. do. And well, it took me somewhere around 45 minutes to get through that, uh, <laughs> that gram because I kept forgetting about it. <laughs> Uh, and then in my two bedroom apartment, I kept losing my bong and going on the impossibly long journey to find it, God, only, it. only to find it in the same spot every time, you know? So I will say I am humbled by this strain, this OG Kush, because the eyes lied. Hell, it even passed the what? nose test. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, uh, the nose on it. Well, the smell, I thought maybe the, the cure was off a little, but, uh, I don't know, man, if my, my smell is influenced by something or another, because when I, or, or perhaps maybe your body craves different terps at different times. I don't know because the other day it did not smell good to me. I remember smelling it being underwhelmed and that's kind of why I was underwhelmed. Cause I went in with that, with the eyes and the nose test and I was like, ah, oh, this looks kind of swaggy, you know? And it was right. cheap. I got it at a really good deal. Six, six dollar gram weed, you know? Oh, right on. Yeah. So I don't know if I had a placebo effect on myself or maybe uh, I just didn't need those turfs that day because this morning I smell it and it smells fruity. You know? yeah. I don't know if maybe it cured a little in the bag over the weekend, but it smells good again. And man, it's it's good. It's hidden like a truck. I have been humbled by this OG Kush. So Friday Farms, you uh, maybe not the best looking weed, right. but uh, it's it's good. It's good, man. It's that, and it goes to show, uh, listeners out there. Um, a lot of the times I look at weed and kind of gauge it by, I keep saying weed, I need to work on cannabis. I, I will look at cannabis and say, um, does this look like a $150 ounce I would put in an edible make, or does it look like something that I would smoke? And if it looks like something that I would put in an edible make, a lot of the times, I won't even really consider smoking it. Like I run so many $150 ounces through this house that look like trash and I won't smoke a puff of it. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now it makes me wonder what I missed out on because sometimes those shitty ounces make good edibles. Maybe I should have smoked some. Maybe. I don't know how it translates into edibles, but I always thought 
edibles were affected by the uh by the quality of the 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 cannabis you start with but then again i guess you're concentrating and then doing i don't know i don't know how that works man it's just interesting to think because you said it looks like swag and generally if something looks like swag like i wouldn't even consider smoking it with my yeah. lung situation yeah same here like <clears throat> it, well the thing is is it never hit like swag like this is not a harsh hit and it never was a harsh hit right i don't know if because the the smell just seems different and right i don't know it could be a, a terpene thing uh who, who knows uh yeah that's a good question and why i don't know how to <laughs> yeah, answer I, yeah i derailed myself and you see that <laughs> oh it's good, working man. man uh this fucking durbin is too dude i was smoking it while you were talking mm -hmm. and it is good so we're both high yeah, I got this from Cannabox, by the way. Oh. I know I seem to go by to the, all the same places. I, that's why I say I think it's Friday Farm. So I'm sorry if I messed that up. Yeah, Shout out to Phil. Head out to Cannabox on uh, 4th Street and more. They got some good stuff. And man, they got good deals. Like I said, this is a $6 gram. That I mean, that's awesome. I've personally never seen anything at Cannabox that fails the eye or the nose test. Like if I got weed from their side unseen, I'd be pretty confident because I trust Phil's tastes. Mm -hmm. it wasn't in that day okay so, uh yeah and they were pretty busy so i wanted to move along as fast as i could so i wasn't right. like smelling and looking and everything i just went oh i like og kush and sure. you know let me grab a quarter of that because it's six dollars a gram you know <laughs> let me go ahead and get a quarter of that mm. uh and then i got home and i was a little disappointed but now i'm not oh it's good you're back to at least whelmed oh no i'm i'm i've passed whelmed you're yeah. past whelmed all right i'm past whelmed i've like I said, I've been humbled. You uh, know? Fair, fair. That's that's the like I said on the Discord. You 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 can yeah. you're willing to admit when you're wrong to the weed. Uh huh. Like I would throw up if I could throw gifts into people's ears or gifs, however you want to say it. Hard G. I, yeah, I would. Uh, I would throw in like the Wayne's World one where they're we're not worthy sort of. <laughs> Man, dude, I just not to derail off this. I just listened to that. I got vanilla Kush from Werewolf Farms as well. You talking about your Kush reminded me. Uh huh. And I'm hitting this off this joint. This has got the weirdest flavor. I'm trying to, let me hit it again. I've never tasted weed that. Oh yeah. Like what kind of flavor do you, can you, can it you tastes give... like the best way I know how to put it is like fucking dried plums or like uh, well, dehydrated I've... meat. It's weird. It's good. Wait, it's not bad. Plums and meat taste similar to you. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the notes I get from it. I know it's weird. Yeah, that it's is got, a little strange. <laughs> it's like a really weird combination of that light, like perfume floral thing, but also with uh -huh. a strong sour. It's cool. I like it. And it's not making me cough. This is good shit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I like that stuff, especially when it's some flavor profile that's, you know, just off the beaten path a bit, you know. I'm looking this up because, yeah, I, I cannot recall ever smoking weed like this. And it's got... It's it's got really intense nose terp burn, but it doesn't have the flavor that you would usually associate with that, mm -hmm. which is something else I find interesting. It says it's an award-winning strain. Of course, they all are. It's a mix of cashmere hash and kin, kindu, Hindu Kush. Sorry, I don't taste vanilla. I, I was trying to get the terp profile because this is the shit. Like this is wow. Yeah, I'm. I, I need to find a. Uh, I want to find a strain with high linalool or linalool. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think that one's tied to that taste. I like a lot. All right. That, that purple one, taste. Yeah. The one I can only describe as the purple taste, but I, you know, <coughs> I haven't really searched for one since really, you know, becoming a turp bro. Right. Turp bro. Turps, We're bro. well on our way. Turps bro. I think I'm a turp bro. I'm, I'm there.
Yeah. I'm a turp, bro, already. Walking that path. Mm -hmm. As Morpheus said, there's, you know, the difference. The difference you'll come to realize is... (laughs) Fuck. I can't even... There's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. That's what I'm trying ah, to right, get to. Right. But you know, okay. Morpheus said it and it was cool. Morpheus is very good at putting things in a cool way. Yeah. Could you imagine what Morpheus would have to be like in his real life before he discovered the Matrix? I've never thought of that, but I'm totally willing to discuss <laughs> it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like there's a bit on another podcast I listen to that kind of makes a joke about it, but not even not even listening to that, like. It just seems like anybody who walks around with like his hands clasped behind his back. Oh yeah, I know. Like, like he's so full of himself, you know. <laughs> right, and he goes down to like the Seven Eleven. He's like, "Can I please get a swisher sweet?" And I, I think that Morpheus would be an obnoxious motherfucker, like in the 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 in the Matrix. What do you think he looks like when he takes a shit? You think he's like <laughs> sitting there with his arms crossed behind him, taking a shit in the hole they've like carved in the cave or whatever <laughs> down in Zion. <laughs> Or they're probably recycling all the poop for fertilizer. Yeah, you know? they're probably it's second a pretty harvesting. dire situation for humanity there. So it's like shitting into like the collector or whatever. <laughs> you're fucking eating second harvest. You're having port sex. Just all kinds of bad shit happening in the matrix or in the Zion, rather not in the matrix. And he's walking around like his hands all clasped behind his back, wearing those rags. And they're like, Morpheus, you don't look as cool doing this in the real world, okay? You don't have your fucking Ray Bans and your leather trench coat, all right? Morpheus, I don't want a pill. This is Red Lobster. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not uh, going to call you Morpheus. Your name is Darren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they all get their hacker names. That's it. That's uh, and like the, the remember in the first one, there was Tank and Dozer, you know, right. those and they were, you know, natural born uh, children of Zion. Right. 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 Why did they name them Tank and Dozer? Like, have they ever, ever even seen like a bulldozer or like, you know, I, like maybe they that's a damn good question. And one I don't have the answer to. <laughs> and all these they, and all these people with their hacker names, you know, once they have kids in real life or whatever, and you have the children of Zion. Now they they're naming them shit like Tank and Dozer. What the tank hell? Dozer. <laughs> oh, man, that John Goblicon bit where he was naked by that guy's book. He's like, what's next? Watch. <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> uh and oh man another thing i've never thought of is like once they have children or whatever their children don't have ports or anything so they can't right. ever connect to the matrix so they've got this whole section of their life that they have no connection with their children mm, right which i guess they're probably happy for that with what the matrix does yeah probably but i mean it sounds like life <coughs> in those caves is pretty shitty so like being yeah. able to plug in because you see they they implement like the technology in their everyday shit when you look at right. the uh, like the second movie like the the air traffic control or whatever letting the Back ships in. in and shutting the gates and all that mm-hmm. they're hooked up to their own like little network and they're doing it all you know through that right. stuff so what oh, happens yeah, those like people- as they as more natural um humans are 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 made that whole industry goes away or they've got to figure out, you know, human brain interfaces. Right. So I guess they would really need to uh, form an alliance with the machines. machines, Right. (laughs) Man. So they're basically in the matrix reality. We're fucked no matter what we're just going to, that's a very interesting insight. I never thought of that. Yeah. I haven't either until now, this is all brand new, dude. I'm blowing my own mind here. Your (laughs) your entire like it infrastructure and like, you know, even your travel infrastructure, like you said, the flight controllers and shit is based on this. And like, they don't just, they age out and then they're gone. You can't retrain them. 
we don't have the hardware anymore. Only what? the only the machine grown humans have the hardware to inter interact like to interact with that that shit. What was in the first Matrix uh, and Matrix spoilers coming? If you haven't seen it somehow, fuck off. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I saw the it in the theaters when I was like thirteen or some shit. Fuck you. Yep. You had plenty of time. Plenty of time to not have the Matrix spoiled. But here comes that big spoiler. What mm. was the name of the guy that was a stool pigeon to Agent Smith? Um, I'm not sure what a stool pigeon or is. Or like the guy who the guy who rats on them and works with the machines and double crosses them. Like the guy who's in Zion with them or whatever, or in the Nibiches and Zlar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't remember his name, but are you talking about when when Smith goes into that guy? And Sniper. Huh? Cypher. Oh, Oh, you're talking about the guy that turns over Morpheus. Yeah, Cypher. Right. That was his name. Have you heard that fan theory about him? I don't know. This probably really not, though. I don't know a lot of fan theories on The Matrix. I've heard this ages ago, and it's one that's always stuck with me. So they're sitting in a restaurant in that scene where it's revealed that he's a snitch or whatever. Yeah. And he's with he's with Agent Smith, or all these agents. And he's like, I want to be famous, and I want to have power, and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, he goes, I don't want to remember any of this, right? Uh -huh. Fucking and then Agent Smith goes, as you wish, Mr. Reagan. And Reagan died of Alzheimer's. Wait, does he call him Reagan? Yes, confirmed. Holy shit. So you're so the theory is that he was plugged back into the matrix as Ronald Reagan. Yeah, he was he was made to live the life of one Ronald Reagan. And they and he was hit with essentially malicious compliance. Yeah, yeah, like wish granted, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Nothing. You don't want to remember nothing, huh? Yep. Okay. Ugh. Agent Smith and his malicious compliance. Yeah. That motherfucker. Of One course. of the greatest movie villains. I would put Agent Smith above Vader or any of them. Not to turn this into a movie podcast. Mm. I love Smith. Well, I'm a big old Star Wars fan. And you know, I've talked about it on another on, on another episode. But my favorite thing of Star Wars is the saga of Anakin Skywalker, who is Vader. So I have to disagree. That's that's fair. That might This might be a good like long side segment, you know. But I, Anakin is the more developed character, but I think that just, man, Smith and the, the lines, I don't know. I'm high. Mm, yeah, me too. Would you like to imagine that? Imagine that. Hi, doing a, doing a cannabis podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to do a quick FYS before we dive into the main topic? I've got oh, a fun one. Oh, do we have one? Yeah, yeah sure. It's the one at the bottom and it's great. You can just read it. Is it in the uh, FYS folder? If I've got a fine, where is it? Yes. While it's, I'm looking for the folder, why don't you oh. introduce FYS? All right. Thank you. Fuck you, shithead, or FYS is the segment where we punch back at dickhead customers for all the poor bug tenders who aren't able to because they want to keep their jobs. I think I found the one you're looking for. Uh, are we talking about old Courtney Holcomb here? Yes, Courtney. Courtney Holcomb, a local guide with 17 reviews, gave a one-star review that says this was to be elevated. Oh, be elevated. Really? Yes. Be yes. elevated, a respected company. Yes. Uh, Courtney Holcomb, and your fault, Courtney, for putting your name on the internet. Right. Uh, one star review a month ago, be elevated, her review. They don't have free samples here. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, you're right. That is a fuck you, shithead. Hey, Courtney Holcomb, <laughs> fuck you, shithead. And I hope, I hope the bun tender broke the rules a little and said that to you and got away with it. Right. I hope that they fucking 
just throughout the times that you go to dispensaries, they skimp you like a 10th over and over to where every eighth you get, like the fifth one you get is basically one you wouldn't have had to have bought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope they, oh man, I hope, fuck you shithead, Courtney Holcomb, you fucking shithead. I'm happy to mark that one. Entitlement. Yeah. Please don't no. send nasty messages or anything to Courtney if you're listening, just, but fuck her. Yeah, we don't condone that. We don't want you to harass them or anything. We, but we do want to let people know that, you know, there shit if, maybe if you're a friend of Courtney Holcomb and you listen to this podcast, you should sit her down and have a little have a little conversation with her about fucking manners and <laughs> not being, uh, you know, an entitled fuck. The importance of a star reviews in a business digital marketing. Yeah, this is the fucking digital age, and you just come in and fucking slap that shit down. A one star pulls the average down by quite a bit. <laughs> Like the goddamn corporations give us one power and we abuse it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just here throwing shit at each other. That's what I mean, we're kind of doing it to her too, but I think it's warranted. So fuck you, Courtney Holcomb. And then we can move on to something a little more uplifting. <laughs> My growth. Positive. Yes. Going from seed to stone, not to, uh, you know, don't sue us, the YouTube channel right. and Instagram, the same name, uh, which you is also ruled about... Up. Yeah, they are. That's where I learned most of my uh, growing stuff. My 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 grow is based off of the information learned from uh, from seed to stone. Yeah, ours too. And it was it was it was interesting because if this is a good time, I guess is this a good time for me just to give the intro? Fuck yeah, go for it. All right. So so our first grow was a bit of a disaster. This goes back to seed to stone. Um, we got um clones from i won't even name the business it's one here in lawton and we didn't have any way of telling really and they weren't the best clones and then we didn't take good care of them and the 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 flower that we got out of it was just absolute trash it wasn't you wouldn't feed it to a cat um so the second time around we followed blake's advice a little more closely and we watched this from seed to stone we watched i believe it was season three the one where you had jack hair and some india indica Mm -hmm. yeah and we did that shit with uh, a bag seed that we grew and then like three ethos seeds. And holy shit, the difference is phenomenal. I will never grow from a clone again. And that that video series is very much worth watching. Oh, yeah, man. And I, I don't know. I just like, I got to say, I'm a sucker for names. And that yeah. guy, that's a good name. Seed oh, yeah. Stone. That's why I, I, I couldn't think of any other way to put it. <laughs> He's got a good ass discord, too. I've learned a lot there. Oh man. See, I, I suck with discord too. Like I bear, I have the five. uh, Yeah. I've got like four discord channels here Mm. and I can barely track two at a time, you know, (laughs) it's a legit as fuck there. And they actually, a lot of those dudes use my recipe because I shared it with them. Ooh, nice. I made my little mark. (laughs) Hell yeah. But maybe, uh, maybe we'll taggle seeded stone because it would be uh, uh, when this episode airs, because that'd be pretty cool to get a little, if he said anything, I'm like, Oh my God, that's like a little, uh, almost like one of those, uh, internet celebrity things you know oh, yeah. like to right. me the dude's a celebrity kind of you know oh yeah he's a celebrity to a lot of people he's he he gives vital info and a lot of people appreciate what he does oh he definitely helped me out i got nice. uh seven ounces of fucking primo herb from his advice that's amazing off, off one fucking seed man you know and all it took was time and watching yeah. and learning and penny yeah the patience that's that's the big part and that we we got our lesson in patience with this a few ways but it has come out um to give the, the I guess, the, the specifics, we grew one sour garlic cookies from a bag seed from a better bud, just a random bag seed we found. Mm-hmm. And then we grew three member berries from Ethos. Uh, these were all not, they were not autos, they were photos. And uh, we, we had a few weird little snags along the way. One thing that we ran into at the very initial part was we put the sour garlic cookie seed in dirt about two to three weeks before we did the, the member berries. Mm-hmm. 
And because of that, we, we, we had a situation where basically one plant was living in a closet under an LED light, and then these others were growing in there in the tent, and we had to get them together and merge them. And uh, once we got around that, though, and got them under the scrog, it really took off. It's been great. Oh, yeah. Are you growing in soil? What is your medium? Oh, I, I took notes from my chief grower here in the house. We grew on Fox Farm Happy Frog. Which is, is that a soil? Yes, it is. Okay. Was it a super Thank soil? You. Um, I don't know those loaded soils that like you just add water for a while. Um, I don't, I know it is a highly recommended soil and that we didn't have to add much shit to it. And Mm -hmm. I I remember it being fairly expensive compared to other stuff, but I can't answer that directly. Yeah, it probably was. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She said that the, basically the products we use were that, um, and then CalMag of course, and then a general hydroponics three-part system. Okay. Yeah, that's what I did with my grow, but mine was, uh, I forget what brand I used, but it was, uh, it was a cocoa and perlite mixture, I think a 70, 30, somewhere around there. Right. So that's kind of pushing hydro, but not really hydro. It holds enough moisture to where you don't need a hydro setup. And that's, it, it acts more like I went with that way because the way I understood it was it acts more like soil, but it's very hard to overwater. And I was afraid of overwatering. Which- yeah, we we actually were too. I don't think we I I don't think we ended up going with a solution like yours because she did had to actively watch for it. Like that I would be afraid if I was managing the grow. That's what I was agreeing with there. Sorry, I got sidetracked in my head. I would overwater it too because I drown plants all the time. So, can you tell any of the listeners uh, now that you have two grows, one that right. was not such a success <laughs> and then right. another one that you're now proud of? Right. Any uh Advice to the listeners of pitfalls to watch out for. What was the difference between the first grow and this one? Um, the first one, I think, was really the, the clones that we got it from were not great to begin with. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they were as far along as they were. I thought that they were relatively new and just they weren't topped and they were very. Amanda said that she thought that they came from like somebody doing a sea of green setup and we we're doing screen of green. And because of that, they weren't necessarily as individually tended to as well. Um, so my first bit of advice in that regard would be, unless you're really sure of what you're buying and you've actually got a seed grow under your belt, just go ahead and get a fucking seed because you're going to end up better off for it. People told me that and I said, nah, nah, whatever. And they were absolutely right. You're really, I mean, when you have the seed grow, you're only setting yourself back like maybe four weeks. If that. Yeah. And like the clone, I mean... I mean, you can grow from clone people successfully grow from clones, but I think you definitely need to know the genetics of the mother plant. Yes. And stuff like that. So yeah, like be a little wary of cheap clones or uh, clones that find out how far along they are. You need to know that stuff. But with photos, I guess, um, I mean, you can keep them in veg for as long as you want. So that's, that's all about patience. As long as you can keep the damn thing alive you know and these just i mean i'll have to ask amanda if it's cool to talk about this i'll go ahead and say it mm-hmm. the day that we pulled those first clones down there were tears shed like she was so disappointed she cried um oh i can imagine man because uh there is because it's a lot of time put into mm-hmm. something because that the patience like i've said patience is a virtue i've heard that my whole life and i'm finally learning it <laughs> but uh right. uh you do have to wait and if you get impatient things get fucked up and yeah i don't know that was my that was what i learned it it just it kind of results in this fucking paradoxical thing where yeah maybe clones are good but only if you know how to use them so you can't really start with a clone and do it successfully that i've seen unless you've already had experience doing that shit with other plants yeah i guess uh, i guess i see that it's kind of like i i would recommend you know starting with the seed as well that way you know the whole process of the plant i mean you know what the plants reacted to like how to take it from 
fuck man, a seed to some smokable bud. I think you need to know the whole process and you skip part of that with the clone. I for sure. And we also missed the ability to like top it and shit. Amanda learned the next mm-hmm. time around. Yeah. You don't have as much control unless no. you want, unless you want to veg it for a long time. Cause you could have topped it. And, but I know how it is with the first grow. You're like, no, I want to get this shit through flower and get to that smoke. Yep. You know, <laughs> it just like anything. And it's almost like, if you're a naturally impatient person, you might as well just fucking hurry it up and make your mistakes and let it pass. Because if not, maybe you'll drive yourself crazy. I don't know. But I certainly wish that I would have started from seed to begin with. Um, and like for me, the pitfall for uh, if you're going to go for cocoa, mm-hmm. um, the thing that the whole reason I got it was because it's nearly impossible. I, I want to say nearly impossible right. to <laughs> overwater because you can. Yeah, there's always um, somebody. Yeah, you can do it, but it's hard to overwater. I'll say that it's hard. And I was so afraid of it that I underwatered my plant for a few weeks and stunted the growth and all that. So um that was if you're in cocoa, man, go just water the damn thing. Your runoff will run off like you gotta like just go for it like give that girl the newts and let her stretch you know because i think uh my harvest could have i don't know been probably about 40 percent bigger had wow. i not underwatered and uh i didn't want to push the flower time out because uh right. i was impatient as well i wanted that smokable flower <laughs> understandably based on the results i've had definitely <laughs> you want to get at that shit oh, now you man, mentioned it was, with- <laughs> oh, that was good <laughs> Um, you, you'd mentioned before, uh, during your pineapple express grow, <laughs> did you say that you nitrogen locked yours or something like that? Uh, no, I didn't lock it. I shocked it. Uh, okay. I think it was, I think it was nitro shock. It was getting close to the lock. Cause I had to do a flush. Okay. Um, that that's one thing I will say, um, especially since you're growing at home, an OMMA patient can have up to six mature plants and six seedlings. So you've got 12 per grower tops, right? Plants, they, right. That's a small enough number to where you can actively monitor every plant every day. Right. At least having, you know, you can take 10 minutes out of your day, pop in, you can take tent, care of your kids, have, have a look at them. And dude, you just check the leaves every day. Right. You'll notice when things change. That's how I avoided locking it out is because right. I saw, you know, it was getting a bit of shock and I, I flushed it early. So if you stay on top of it, like you have a look at your plant, another reason to grow it from the seed, you know, so you know, the plant, right. you know, cause the, the, they have, they have different phenomes and all that stuff. That's why, it's why people, there are places that are known for genetics because they right. experiment with phenomes and all this stuff. Like no two plants are exactly the same. And that's, that's, that makes me, that makes me feel somewhat dubious about the idea of strains in general. I think they're more like a general guidepost because of exactly what you said. Um, but that's, that's kind of an apropos of nothing. Um, you know, you had mentioned, um, stunning the growth by underwatering. Uh huh. That, that reminds me of something. Um, I just totally remembered, um, early in ours, we had an issue with gnats. We tried a solution that was recommended to us at the pet store or the pet store, the plant store. And this was very, very early. They were barely, they were little green babies and it ended up scorching them and burning them really, really bad to the point we thought we were going to have to throw them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they fucking rebounded and they great because you told me, you know, you can beat the shit out of them and veg. That's when you gave me that advice. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So another good piece of advice is don't fucking throw your plant away. Cause you probably didn't kill it. 
Yeah. Don't throw it away until it's dead. You'll know it's dead. Like you can, you can, those plants are very hardy when they're yeah. in veg. They can take a beating. That's why uh, people do all the topping and the, uh, the training and all that stuff early because they can handle it. Once you go into flower and you'll notice as well, if you're paying attention to your plant every day, you'll notice when you go into flower, they become less flexible. Yeah. They're brittle. Know? And so you no longer have control. You're not going to screen them out anymore, you know, right. stuff like that, because you'll break them because, uh, you know, it changes when they go into flower, they're taking all those nutrients and pumping them to make big buds, you right? Know, it's going using the all the resources. But before that, they're all about growing <clears throat> and getting as big as they can to soak up as much light as they can. That's so you gotta, you gotta take advantage of that in a grow. And I, yeah, I'm super happy because we were close to throwing them away. It was another moment where tears were almost shed because our nice ethos seeds and shit, but, uh, yeah. man, they bounced back and actually they ended up being, I talked shit about that sour garlic cookies being the best. It wasn't like, it was the mm -hmm. biggest plant, but these girls that were all scorched to shit are by far outperforming that bag seed. Yeah. Don't throw it away until I guess it wilts and you know, it's dead. Right. Like if it, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, I've only got one grow under my belt. Seems like solid advice. And yeah. And from, you know, people talking to people who grow and stuff like that, they're pretty much the same, you know, when those girls are in veg, especially do what you can, you might be able to save the plant. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on the poor girls. Cause you could probably smoke them eventually anyway. All right. I don't on the topic of the, the, the bugs, uh, there's another tip I have actually, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't don't use goddamn chemicals. If you got fungal gnats or things that a ladybug can kill, order uh, some ladybugs on Amazon for real. Oh yeah. I remember you you released those. Didn't you like order too many? You were like <laughs> for like the size of your tent or something, you messed up the uh the math or something and you just had like shitloads of them, right? Yeah, I ended up with like fifteen hundred ladybugs, which would be more <laughs> more appropriate for a grow for the size a, of my house. Yeah, for a five <laughs> by five by eight tent, you know. <laughs> But we, uh, we let some of them out in the garage because we didn't want to kill them and starve them. And we let we you know, we left the others in there and we left the, the thing open during the day sometimes to give them time to kind of flitter in and out, dude. But these things, you could sit out there and get high and I would I would go out there and smoke weed. These ladybugs are nice to us, but they are fucking vicious killers to a fungal gnat. They'll swing in there and they fucking spear them and eat them and it's fucking brutal. It's so fun to watch. Oh man. Yeah. Just watching nature go. It's a very fun thing to do when you're high. Speaking of high, I think I'm going to grind up some more of this OG Kush. I let him with this Durban poison, but goddamn the, the vanilla Kush is winning the show for me. So you just, you just harvest, have you harvested all your plants yet? Um, we are, are they all cut? No, nah, we got one remaining cause we're running a little experiment. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're experimenting with the trikes, right? Yeah. So we're, we're, I mean, we, we're getting to the part where we're about to talk about the dry right, right. hearing and stuff. So we did not talk about harvest. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I, I, this would be a perfect time for you to talk about the experiment you're doing because you are messing around with harvest times. Yes. We're trying to get an idea for the psychoactive effects that they get with different levels of like trichome production, which to you listeners that maybe don't know as much about growing or whatever, the trichomes are the little crystals on the buds themselves. And you can see them on the leaves and shit too. And throughout the flowering phase, right before they're to be harvested, these, these little crystals on the plant turn different colors. So they, they go from clear, which is not optimal to milky to amber. And you got to find a good mix of milky and amber trichomes. So what we have done is with, 
with our three girls because they're all three member berries. We pulled one whenever we noticed that all of the trichomes were 100% milky. Then today on one, we noticed that she was about 30% amber. So we pulled her. And then the next one, we're going to wait till it's 50% and we're going to pull it. That'll probably be tomorrow or the next day. Man, I can't wait to try your 50% one because... From what I understand, the process of the trichomes, the reason why what's happening when they change that color is that you're going from uh, when they're when they're milky, they're at their highest levels of THC, right. THCA, right? Right. And as they turn amber, that THCA is being converted into C CBN. I don't, I don't remember what the big long name is because, you know, cannabinoids have these big ass long names, right? But, uh, uh, even just the word cannabinoid. Yeah, I know. Right. And they're kind of fun to say though. They kind of sound alien. I am a cannabinoid. (laughs) We are the cannabinoids. (laughs) We've come to smoke your up. Smoke me and rejoice. From what I understand, the more Amber, the more couch locky it gets. Uh, is that correct? Is that I, your understanding? I believe that is what our dude Tyler told us in the Discord. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what I've heard for quite a while. And that's what I, I heard when I uh, was researching it myself when I was come time to harvest the old Pineapple Express, which I shot for around 30% milky or, or 30% uh, amber. Pineapple's a sativa hybrid, right? Yeah, it's a 60-40. Now, this is this, the member berries are supposedly uh, from Ethos, and this is from Ethos' site, a 50-50 hybrid. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, yeah, I think that that, that is where the, the trichome thing does have a little value. So hopefully this couch lock shit will hit you good. And yeah. the biggest plan is the one we're taking to 50. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is it because of, is it because of uh, Tyler? He was like, yeah, man, take, uh, it was like generally take it to 50 or something. Mm, he posted a really helpful chart. I actually probably should have stickied it. No, yeah, the, yeah, the chart. Um, I saw the chart, and that's what I was trying to remember when I was uh, typing it out. So I'm looking for it now, but it was it was super fucking cool. Tyler um, but, C137. Oh, thanks, here it is. Thanks for that. Uh, the chart shows when so, to. Uh, yeah, it's just got graphics and pictures of the trichomes and their different stages because we can say milky and amber, but mm. you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about till you see right. it. You know, right? We know, we know what milky things look like and we know what the color amber is, but you should probably Google it because it does look really cool. It's neat. Like they, they look like little like snot boogers, kind of. But they're you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen weed before. It's that dusty shit on your weed. That's what the trichomes are. You can see them yeah. very closely. The frost. The frostier it is, the more trikes and the more of them are milky, most likely. But they're cool if you get a jeweler's loop, which you probably should, man. Go on to Amazon. You can find them for like 10 to 15 bucks. Yeah. I think I got mine for eight bucks actually, but uh, just man, look at those that you'll find some that are like chunky that look like little bundles of grapes or you'll see some that uh, they're not chunky, but there's just like so many, like a, like a fucking canopy of them, you know, I I don't know. There's just so much more to look at when, (laughs) when you're high, especially. You know, with our recent bump in podcast budget, one thing I just thought of that we could really use for our social media is one of those fucking cheap USB microscopes that takes screenshots. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the resolution because we need we need them to be able to take a good enough resolution for smartphone. But I would totally be down for that, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's like exploring little different alien worlds. It really is. I guess I didn't say that. Like I said, it's just you one have my, said my one of things one of things whatever i think i just say that all the time 
you you do say the alien thing a lot but it's true it looks like it's like uh being in no man's sky or something and landing on some lush planet with all the hills and fucking dude especially like uh i forget what strain it was but i think we got it from dharmic farms that was like Oh, that goddamn super purple. Everything was purple on that thing. Mm -hmm. Mm. God damn it. I'm trying to remember that now. It wasn't the Breaking Bad. It was the banana hammock. Yeah, I I think. Well, I think so. I don't remember. But listeners, hey, pop in. Remind us. Right. Because I can only listen to myself so much, you know. (laughs) I I can listen to myself all day. Okay. Well, (laughs) you go dive then. but And we'll say it as a listener. So change your name on discord and then send me a message (laughs) oh from that guy diplock uh the man with the hugest penis on discord oh holy crap but anyway now uh, (laughs) now that you know now that you know when to cut the plant man right drying curing what's Mm. going on do you even want to does it depend on what you're going to use it for well, that's what we're getting into, and we're learning all kinds of shit. Um, we are we are drying and curing with the sour garlic cookies. We wet trimmed it, and then we put it out to dry on like a basically a drying rack. We put it on a window screen, um, and then put it in a jar to cure. With the uh, member berries, however, we went ahead and just chopped them, and we're hanging them like you would traditionally. We've got a closet that is temperature controlled somewhat here in the house that we're drying it in, and then we're just going to take it and cure it as you know regular in mason jars with the bovita packs and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did find that you can, and I mentioned this on the little side segment, if that makes it or not, uh, you, you can make edibles with wet flour and I'm going to have to say the difference is negligible. I, I only, I qualify that because if I cure this weed and then suddenly the edibles, it makes are a hundred times better. I'm wrong. But right now, man, the, the wet weed edibles are just incredible. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're basing that off because of you, because you've made edibles in the past with flour you've bought, which right. is obviously cured. Right. So, and now mm-hmm. to, to that point, I have only ever used, I'm a cheap ass. And if I buy like a fucking a $300 ounce, it's going to be to smoke it. Mm-hmm. I had only literally only ever made edibles with like cheap hundred, $150 ounces before. So this was like my first time using good weed at all. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was like, you can ask Amanda or you'll see yourself the difference in quality. It's fucking tenfold. Well, one of the, the questions I think we should answer here is, um, Drying, curing, you know, different method. There are different methods for that. And why should you use different methods? It depends on what you're using the flower for. Okay. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to smoke, yes, you should probably cure it. It's going right. to make it way better. It's going to yes, be smoother. You. There's the flavor. There's some more chemical reactions that happen um, um, within the curing. And I can't remember them well enough to talk at length <laughs> about them, but it affects the flavors and everything. So it's probably got something to do with terps and shit too. So you definitely, in my opinion, you want to dry slow, dry slow, don't over dry. And then also cure slow. This is especially the drying and curing stage. This is where patience pays off in my opinion for the smoke. Um, otherwise, cool. right when you chop it, you can throw that shit in the freezer. If you're going to do edibles or your uh, concentrates, uh, anything like that, you can freeze that shit right away. Right. I misunderstood your question a second ago because I thought curing was an essential part of the crop process for smoking. Is there well, that's what I said. I said, okay. yes, the curing is very important for smoke. Okay. I thought it was like essential. I just, the way I took your question, I thought you meant it was an option for smoking. My well, bad. it technically is an option because you can smoke it as soon as it's dry enough, but the curing will pay the fuck off in effect and flavor and just like uh, the smoothness and everything. Cause uh, when I had harvested my grow, I picked buds out at different phases I smoked like fresh harvest wet and like right. 
I don't know. It tasted like nothing. It hit my mouth like a clove, you know, right. shit like that. It gave a bit of an effect, but, uh, and then I let it dry. And once it was dry, it was way better of a smoke. Right. There's no flavor. It was smoother a bit, but, uh, um, the effect was pretty muted, I think. And then I, I tried it throughout the cure and the cure definitely paid off. Definitely. That's, that's cool and good to know. Like with with the impatient mistakes we made with the the wet trim and shit with the sour garlic cookies, it probably very well just end up an edible uh, batch because of that and because the edibles it makes are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but goddamn, dude, this uh, doing it legit with this member berries, the smell like if you open that closet, I believe it smells exactly like the purple taste that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about it on the Discord a minute ago. It smells like grape candy really strongly but then it's got this really intense sour back end uh, it might be the grape thing that i think of is like it's like a grape candy like that grape right. flavor they put in stuff yeah but uh it's definitely more floral like i think of flowers and shit like somehow oh, okay. they've injected that flavor into flowers and i'm chewing on them or something i don't know uh-huh. it's hard to describe I don't get much floral from this. This seriously just smells like sweet ass. It smells kind of the way a purple gobstopper tastes. Mm, okay. I don't. Okay. Okay. But like I, even now um, I took, I, I like to take, they've got a really nice big magnifying glass over a better bud. So I'll take little pieces of mine over there to go look at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a piece over in a cellophane yesterday. And today I picked that empty cellophane up to put it in the trash. And as I moved it by, just, I got a whiff of it and it still stank of that shit. Oh man. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> oh, and so did we already cover the the uh the difference in edibles uh, was that where we were talking different quality of cannabis or or have we covered that we talked about it uh, to to most of the extent i was thinking um wow that was a really weird sentence i am <laughs> but there was no noticeable difference in quality the only thing i can say is if you do want to cook wet um our buddy joshua who works with be elevated um says that that when you're decarbing wet bud you mm-hmm. typically need to go a little bit higher and cook it a little bit longer than you yeah. might normally. Um, for instance, my normal decarb method is put it in a jar, put it in there for at 2.30 for like 30 minutes. And he had me put mine in at like 2.42 for around 43 minutes. And it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Man, how much experimentation you think he did to hone in like that so precise? I don't know. He's got access to all those lab tools and can do uh, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And like, that's like a playground for him. He loves that stuff. Oh yeah. He's making now. Um, I'm not even trying to be funny. Did you, did you see what I, the, one of the products I was talking about on Facebook or discord? Uh, the suppository. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always going to laugh at it. Cause I'm a 30, right. like a 30, how the fuck <laughs> old am I? 35 year old <laughs> child. Right. <laughs> I almost said 38. That's way I'm not that old. You're a 35 year old, eight year old. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I was like, what? Weed pill for your butt? I'm good. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing that anytime soon. Of course, my initial (laughs) thought was, how high would this get me? And then I thought, oh, it's for people who can't eat because they have sores in their mouths or they have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely there's a there's a reason for suppositories. And that's pretty it's pretty cool to like he's hitting that niche, you know, otherwise wouldn't have access. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's and talking to him. He is pretty patient minded, man. Like oh, he, yeah. he wants to get his stuff out to the people who need it. And it's, it's worth, worth trying. Um, I, I would note, um, I might, I don't even know if I've told you this, but uh, we had um, somebody we know 
take one first thing in the morning when they were sober. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who has a somewhat lower tolerance than me. Yeah. Um, and it did what he said. They described it to me without me telling it to them. Uh, really? they, yes. They were like, well, you know, I thought it was coming off, but then it started hitting me harder. And like six hours later, they were like, I'm still feeling this shit. Really? Yeah. So he's, he's on his mark, man, man. That's awesome. I was not brave enough to try a capsule. Right. You know, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't think, I, feel, I don't feel like I'm experienced enough with edibles. Right. You know, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, Josh, it's a situation where you just meet somebody and stuff like I'd known him longer. So I knew it was mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Like, well, no, I'm in- not, I like, I don't know if it's that I was, I was, I wasn't afraid like it was going to make me sick or anything. I was just, uh, I was like, man, I'm not like this guy is talking about these are some peaks and waves and stuff. And uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that ride <laughs> sort of thing, you know? Sure. Sure. And- that's I I had the same thing. Um, well, I mean, I didn't have the same nervousness that you say, but I, I kind of felt the waves too. Um, whenever we were at the hookah bar. So yeah, but your preferred intake method is edible. Yes. And yeah, so I'm a smoky boy here. Right. And so I mean, to me, flour usually it hits harder last and it doesn't last as long. Right. You know, but then again, like edibles, they can punch way harder if you get deep and then you're there for a long time. You yep, know, and so they can put you in a weird you know, place. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was uh, afraid of because we we were, you know, we we had plans and stuff. We were out in public and right. things like that. So I wasn't sure I could handle it at that point. Well, that's that's the responsible thing to do. And you were driving that day too. Well, yeah, that's another reason I didn't take it that day. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get gonked on edibles and drive. <laughs> so again, that's that's the rule number one of being a pothead. Don't drive if you can't say hi, but don't drive that way, you know. <laughs> Right. It used to, the, this podcast used to end that way. And now it ends with fuck off with that shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, man. Wait, does it? I don't, re- yeah. I don't remember how it ends now. I, mean, I, I changed to that whole thing about a uh, fucking, we won't buy. Oh yeah. You. Yeah. We won't buy you anything. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, also stay high, but don't drive that way. Right. That's, that's the more important point. Well, also I'm not going to buy any weed. That's pretty important too. That's fair. We don't sell nothing, man. We don't. We don't, and we won't until we have a license, which we probably won't. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I grow up for me, and you grow up for you, and we grow up for we. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a lot of my marks on my uh, my edibles, and we're basically exactly at the one hour mark. Do you want to pop into an OTR? Do you want to call it? Oh man, do we have OTRs? I haven't checked that channel. I'm terrible at Discord, man. Oh, we're gonna have actually we got something else we need to talk about. What's that? Blake. Not you. Other Blake. That's how we can go in. Oh yeah, other Blake? Yeah. Oh shit, we didn't do and well, I guess no your terp's not gonna be in the beginning this time, huh? Right. No, no, we'll have to pack it on to the end a little bit. Well, I mean, we can move it around, I guess, or save it for the week after. Oh, yeah, we could save it because we are going to have Blake on as a guest for um, working title, Meet Your Bud Tender. I just say that because uh, Blake is a buddy of mine, not talking about myself here, uh, (laughs) who is a bud tender at Craft. And well, hell, we're just going to hang out with him for about an hour, you know, just Shoot, shoot about meet, the biz. Yeah, have a little meet your bud tender. But the thing is, is Blake is also coming on as our upcoming seg- know your terp segment expert, as he yeah. is well more versed. In, well, ver- but, but, did I say that right? <laughs> uh, he's more well versed. He's more well versed. He's definitely more of an expert than I'll ever claim to be in the subject of uh, terps and what they do. And you know, he's a supreme bromeister of terpology. 
Mm-hmm. I think Kraft is really invested in terpenes and it shows in Blake also. He, I think he shares, he, I mean, he's one of the, uh, the nose nose guys and uh, he has more, um, he can back that up more than I can. Yeah. And hopefully you'll get to hear that this week so we can keep this here. <laughs> well, no, we can keep it right here, even right if it on. comes in later, you know, right. fair, fair. Uh, just know that that is going to be an upcoming episode and upcoming segment because shit, we need to learn about these terps and maybe you do too, right. or you could email us and uh, let us know what you know about it. Like, yeah. Do a little, do a little push up of the glasses and well, actually our asses, we would love to be corrected. Oh yeah, I just want to learn. I want to learn what makes it work and hone in on the stuff that uh, helps the most. That's why I found that growing your own is a way to be very helpful to yourself. Oh, that's to your bank account, especially. Yeah. It does take a little investment up front Mm -hmm. uh, because you do have to buy equipment and you're going to be paying for electricity that you would otherwise probably not be using because you're going to be using lights for anywhere from eight to 16 hours you know a day plus fans and everything else dehumidifiers Mm -hmm. heaters like we grew i should have brought this up at the beginning our tent was in the garage and then that adds a little extra layer of like temperature control concern out there yeah which yeah adds to equipment needed and electricity usage and stuff so there are things to think about yeah, it just it, I was lucky too because I had your, you know, I bought your stuff secondhand, which is all great shit. So I got a discount. But I would say realistically, for again, the newer listeners getting in, if you can come into this process with like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars, you can get everything you need and be set up. Oh, totally. Totally. Twelve to fifteen hundred and some uh savvy like Googling. Uh you can if especially if you're the type that's that's good at finding things online, like say you have a checklist of equipment you need and you you're good at scavenging deals, right. you could have one hell of a setup for that amount. And we we've been nothing but thrilled with ours. This has been like this is a milestone nearly on the level of fucking actually getting my card, being able to make gummies like this. Mm-hmm. Well, what is OTR? OTR is off the rip, man. Uh, they're kind of thoughts that just come to your head after you have a bowl, have a hit off the joint, you know, whatever rip you're doing with your cannabis. You have those thoughts to just pop in. Maybe you want answered. Head over to our Discord. You can pop it into the OTR ideas channel and maybe we'll answer your question on air. And even better, we've got something resembling a promotion in the Reddit, Blake. Here's something for you. We've got a thread there at the uh, smoke. It's reddit.com slash r slash smoke and If you go in and you submit an OTR in that thread, it's in a contest mode. The people upvote, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If yours ends up being one of the ones getting selected, I will buy you a Reddit award. That is right. Ooh. I will buy you a little emoji beside your name that doesn't mean shit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's so. a bingo. <laughs> I'm Reddit premium, so I, I can buy the cheap ass little tiny awards that only cost 30 coins. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking of uh oh, what's his name? That German actor from <laughs> Glorious oh. Baxter is going, that's a bingo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Brad Pitt's like, it's just bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forget his name. So um on that yeah, list, OTR, Blake, the OTR. What are we looking at here? Our OTR just devolved into an OTR and we're going back to OTR. Yeah, I don't know how this one works. There's a bunch of fucking emojis around and you know, those confuse me. So we're going to... How about go with an unemojied one? The ones with the red circle are used. Okay. Ooh, I like this one on the uh, the end, the last one. Okay. 
if someone came to you with objectively the best, most potent cannabis in the world, like, like it's never going to be topped ever. Right. Would you accept it knowing you'd never have a better high and you'd never get it again? Would you? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Okay. Would you accept it knowing you only get it that one time and you will know the best and never have anything better? Mm. Would you do that? Or if not, like, is that something you would like regret the rest of your life? Is it better to have loved than lost? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Man, I don't know the answer like, to that. Because now, no matter how hard you search, you can only ever find number two. Right, man. You're chasing the dragon. And you have to settle for number two, but you'll never, never know if you get number. Oh, oh yeah. Like, so answer it. I asked you, first. Uh, man, I think that I probably got to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know whether either way, it's going to be a story. I don't know if I want the story to be, I got to try this weed and now I've peaked or fucking, I could have peaked, but I chose not to. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I, I'm afraid that if I tried it, that it would ruin other forms of cannabis for me. Because if it's that good, chances are I've probably not even had something that's close to that good. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes you worry. Hmm. I just but, changed my mind in the middle of my answer. Yeah. but the, <laughs> So you're not going to do it now? I think I'm going to pass on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then answer the second part. Would you regret that, you think? Yes. Because you only get one chance. This is like a devil okay. at the crossroads sort of thing. Pops yeah, I can't up, miss my chance the... to blow. <laughs> <laughs> this opportunity comes once in a lifetime, yo. <laughs> I'm glad you picked that up. <laughs> I was trying. I didn't get it off fast enough because I was trying to remember the lyric. <laughs> yeah, that's well. That's why my response was delayed. I did exactly the same thing. I was like, "Fuck, I know the song. Where are we in the song? The lyric that comes next. Oh, once in a lifetime, yo. Uh, but a uh, fucking." So you, would, you wouldn't do it, but you would regret it. Yes. Man, like how deep do you think that regret would go? Do you think you get depressed? Or is it just kind of a thing where, you know, every time you smoked, that would be the thing in the back of your head. You're like, I don't even know how close this stuff is to the best stuff. Probably more like that. I'd probably rather wonder that than no. I, tell, I think I would too. Yeah. Because then I know where the bar is and I know I'll never have it again if I smoke it. But if I don't know where the bar is for me, I can just enjoy it every time. And I think it's more about living in the moment. Right. And uh, like, so every time I can just wonder, is this close to the best? And if yeah. I don't know where the bar is, I can just enjoy it for what it is rather than right. constantly comparing it to the best that I've had. Right. And know that is. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, do you, it's like, do you want the knowledge or not? Like, is will knowing take the joy away? You know, will I regret I, it? I think it would be the same thing. It would be a thing that pops up every now and then, but it might, depending on how good cannabis is I'm smoking, it could be one of those lovely little smokes and you have that deep introspective, you know, like time to yourself or whatever. Maybe right. the right songs hitting the right thought hits you at the same time and could be perhaps not a regret sometimes, just something to ponder on. Uh, man, I had a good, I had a good fucking thought on it come up, but I lost it because I'm really baked. <laughs> so am i i'm, uh, I'm having trouble remembering what i even said <laughs> i blacked out there for a second a little, what are we talking about here we're still a fucking shithead right <laughs> i remembered i remembered 
it, it's like either way, it seems like whether you try it or not, the, that weed coming to you is a bad thing because you're going to regret it. I hope I never get to try the best weed. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope I know, never knowingly have the best. Yes, that's the way to get it. Because to me, it's the burden of knowledge that like, uh, that would really affect everything, you know? Unless I had one of those, like, uh, those men in black little things, you know, smoke is like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Just forget. <laughs> no. <Ooh>. I mean, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Introducing that hypothetical to it does make a whole different discussion. <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah, I'd totally do it. Because, because also the whole living in the moment thing, I tried to use that as my reason. But now that I'm thinking about it more, there are cracks in that. That uh, Because if it's living in the moment, you totally do it. You'd be like, what? This is the best ever? <sighs> Fuck yeah, let me try it. Because it's kind of the whole thing of, um, there was a question I heard before. And I'm just going to ask you as, a, as an OTR that's a kind of a you know second or parallel to this. And it's like, um, would you go on the most amazing vacation like in your own personal mind like the most amazing 30 days that you could ever dream up right you have this all paid and everything and you go do this and you just have the time of your life for 30 full fucking days man like just complete joy but the thing is is you don't remember it you're guaranteed Ooh. to forget it like uh, uh, there was that and I forget what the comparison was, but it's like uh, something that's not as good, but it's feasible and everything, you know, like, which would you do? I can't remember what the, the either or was. I mean, yeah, the, it seems like more of a challenge to frame it that way. Mm -hmm. um, thinking about it. I'm so high. I forgot what the either or thing. Well, that's what I said. There was no, there was no There's either no, or. So right, it, it was right. like truly a, a question of, would you rather live in the moment or like, uh, I forget what the other one was, but it's just like, so I guess, fuck me for not actually finishing an OTR, but, uh, there, you're no, good being, not being a question, I mean, but it's just like this, the way you framed it, I would, I would take it because fuck, why not? Yeah. I mean, fuck, why not? Is the whole thing. That's why I can't uh, remember the other. I wish I remember the other one, man, but fuck, why not? Is like, why, why the fuck not? Like, but you don't remember it, so it doesn't matter. I don't know, man. I'm fucking baked and walking myself in circles right Both now. Gone. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good time for us to call this one. This has been a good app, and we got uh, more yeah. coming, maybe. So uh, you got anything you want to say here on the back end? Uh, myself, yes, I do. I, myself, yes, I do. I am so <laughs> high. I fucked up the goddamn read-in already. Smokinokiespod.com and smokinokiespod.com slash blog are where you can go for all kinds of information, including our recipes, links to our actual episodes, links to the Discord, and links to our new Reddit. Come on in, check it out, engage with us, like, subscribe, do all that shit because it helps. Yeah, it totally does. And it gives me little smiles and... and <laughs> Tell me that like it helps in good ways, but it also helps my ego. <laughs> Tell me during the end of my pitch there, you heard that toilet flushing in the background. I totally that would be did. Perfect. I that totally is fucking did. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got me snorting on the air. So <laughs> ooh, it's a good day. And uh, where the fuck are my glasses? Mm -hmm. 
Smokin' Okies is Oklahoma's premier cannabis podcast, starring Evan Wade and Brandon Blake, brought to you by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. We want to talk about your business. Reach out to podcast at smokinokiespod.com for commercial opportunities and more. And if you'd like to interact on a more personal level, get in touch with us at our website, smokinokiespod.com, and join the Discord for even more discussion. There's a big link there. You can't miss it. Smoke and Okies does not produce, provide, or sell cannabis products in any capacity. That includes buying weed for you. Seriously, fuck off with that shit.